0: Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, welcome to another episode of the Castle Collective. I'm Sean, your host, and we've got an amazing group here, an amazing collective uh, here to talk about our topic. But first off, before I even introduce the collective, because we have limited time, we have a very, very special member of the collective who is standing in line at the Haunted Mansion calling in. Talk about dedication. Skipper Rob, tell us all about your day at Disney
1: (laughs) Well I just got here. Uh, I got here like two hours ago. So uh, I'm currently standing in line for the Haunted Mansion which is really weird because there's no ambient music while you wait in the queue here. Uh, Is that that a normal thing? I don't know but I'm not hearing any music. So there's no music and the line's kind of moving but I just got I just went to New Orleans last uh, a couple weeks ago and being here at the Haunted Mansion after going to New Orleans just like brings it all home. Just like I could see exactly where all the inspiration came from. So we flew in, we came straight to Disneyland. And if we do an episode on the hotels around here, we're staying at the Anaheim hotel, which I'm loving so far. Love the mid-century vibes.
0: I have never stayed there, but I've always wanted to, because they did it. Yeah. Total, total mid-century. It looks like uh, mad men designed that place. So that's awesome. All right, so what else, what have you ridden?
1: So, we, first ride we rode was uh, Big Thunder because Big Thunder has been under refurbishment, so that was the first ride. Um, I tried the goat thing; it didn't quite work. So, Shelly and I were talking. She says the best way to do the goat thing is to be on the last car. So, I'm going to try it again tomorrow. Mm. Then we went on Matterhorn. Matterhorn's always good at night. It's
0: always bright at
1: night. But uh, I forgot that the right side is better than the left side if you're facing the mountain. We went on the left side, which is kind of like, eh. and I lost my wallet, but what? they found my wallet Ooh. right away. Ooh. So I go back and I say, "Hey, I lost my wallet." And the, and the gal working there goes, "What's your name, Rob?" "Rob, what?" I said, hooray. She's like, "Here you go." So oh, that's and, great! And then we that's watched a, the castle show, a and now magic. we're at the haunted mansion. It is. It that was is. magical.
0: That is fantastic. Well, Rob, we wish you all the best. We hope you have a blast. We really appreciate you checking in, and it's fun to see the video because we keep getting these flashes of the Haunted Mansion behind you. Uh, And keep sending us pictures. I'll explain to the rest of our listening audience the game that we play sometimes that some members like more than others, apparently, based on some of the comments today, Uh, but... We're, uh, we're so glad that you checked in. Have a ball, Rob. Have a blast.
1: Thank you so much. And uh, just to chime in on the conversation really quickly, my favorite piece of transportation, horse carriage ride up Main Street. And the best part about it is horse poop. I'll leave it at that.
0: <laughs> Rob, we appreciate it. Have fun. And uh, we'll look forward to hearing all about your trip. All right, that was Skipper Rob, Rob Foray, while walking in line at the Haunted Mansion. So cool that he would check in with us. So now we're going to jump over, and he also gave an introduction to this week's episode. So we're going to jump over now, over to the rest of the collective. And uh, he was an annual pass holder, was all over the place, running around like a crazy, rebellious, rambunctious youth that he was in the 90s. It is Nick at Night how's it going i don't i wasn't
2: that rambunctious uh, i had moments you, know, you never know
0: I had uh well you should have been i mean you're a teenager so there you have <laughs> it true. and she works for the disney cruise line and is a big aficionado of all things disney which makes her the coolest teacher in the country as well see Shelley, welcome to the show
3: thank you so much happy to be here
0: And of course, he is the family man of Disneyland, traipsing around, testing all the food all over the Disneyland Resort, Joel Skellington. Good evening. I'm so happy to have the three of you on uh, with me tonight. Uh, We've got, I think, a really fun conversation for tonight. It's something that uh, some people take for granted, but uh, something that I certainly enjoy. And Rob kind of uh, teased it earlier, and that is transportation at the disneyland resort we're going to go with transportation past as well as present and then maybe we'll talk about what transportation is needed what transportation could they put in uh, into the disneyland resort and we're going to start off uh the the reason i thought of this is because currently as of the moment of this recording if you park at the mickey and friends parking lot uh the trams are not running right now so they've opened up the parking lot and, uh, I went, I see now I don't normally park at Disneyland when I go, even though my pass gives me free parking, which is nice. Uh, normally we stay at a hotel and it's close enough that we walk, you know? And so I was on a business trip. I went just for one evening, took my rental car, went and parked to Mickey and friends and got to walk. I actually started my Apple watch on an outdoor walk at my car, at Mickey and Friends, took the escalator down, walked all the way through. And it's weird. You walk the exact route of the tram and walked all the way up and stopped it right as I got to the front gate. It was darn near a mile, which was nice. I mean, I was there to walk. That's why I was there. I enjoyed it. I love walking. I walk quite often, but there are a lot of people who are unhappy about it have any of you had the uh the opportunity to do the walk from mickey and friends yeah
2: you know i i want to say that um it's not so bad in the morning when you're walking in because they're playing that esplanade music and it really you get a chance to get into the spirit of disneyland and so i think the walk in isn't so bad it's the walk at the end of the night when you have a, an asleep child in both arms and your own feet hurt, that's the part that's really taxing. And if I may say, and, and Shelly could probably be the only person on this one right now that, that would understand or know what I'm referencing. There is a tram on castaway K that takes you from the boat dock kind of in. And then they, it takes you to an adult section of the Island from the cruise line. And they've got this cool tram voice that this kind of uh, Poly, not, uh, not Polynesian, uh, like Car- Caribbean kind of voice that takes you on the tram. And it was interesting when I did that, that I was like, oh, this feels Disney because I was on a tram with this narrated voice taking you from one place to the next. And so when I went to Disneyland or California Adventure and we didn't have that. I I felt like I was actually missing something that Mm. I I had as a kid and having that experience of of the tram was actually something I missed. Feet pain aside, there is something to welcoming you into the park to have that that tram experience that I I do miss.
0: I I like taking the tram in. I usually walk back at night because I hate waiting for the line. The morning is very spaced out, so the line is never that long, but at night it's long. Uh, Shelly, what's fair. the experience of that other tram? I've I've never been to uh, the Castaway Key.
3: Sure. So Nick, uh, just spot on even bringing up the experience of a tram. I feel the same way that, at least as far as growing up and going to Disneyland, the the tram when it even used to be the parking lot, you know, like the, which is now Disney California adventure. (laughs) But when that was the actual just open parking lot, you know, a little similar more to um, the, the parks in Disney world. um, There was still that tram. And then, I mean, it was a little more of an old school version, but then the tram from Mickey and friends and, and, and I had in some of my thoughts just to touch on the fact that the tram of Disneyland, as well as what you're speaking of on Castaway Key, is like, it, it starts your experience because those those cast members, too, are already greeting you and kind of trained. It's an actual experience. It has charm. Um, and when you think of that, you know, sort of compared to the bus system and such at at Disney World which is very efficient and very necessary by the way because you cannot walk from <laughs> from much of the parking I mean you can walk from some of the parking lots but you know the hotels that's not that's not an option you right. know to park your car at a hotel and then walk into into the Disney resorts there so it it has to be more of a necessary operation but I think some of the charm of Disneyland always has been that just the tram and the welcome and it's and the energy of the cast member that, that you get, you know, as you show up in the morning or as you're leaving in the evening. And so also I'll touch on this because you brought it up, Nick, I have never actually myself ridden that little tram at Castaway really? Key. And mostly because the, the very few times that I have been a guest, um, I've just done the walk, but. I had my own form of transportation when I worked for a Disney cruise line. And I got to, I got to actually, it was my my favorite thing, my favorite day. um, But being able to go out into the into the early morning and kind of call, do what's called open the island. So I went out to open all the, the kids spaces and did some other things like fill coolers and whatnot, but I got to ride up in my own little Pargo golf cart and drive through castaway key myself, <laughs> uh, which was amazing. But so thank you for even bringing that up, those memories up for me, but I have not ridden that cute little tram there. So I like that you touched on that.
2: Yeah. That i got an almost super cool. Sebastian
0: voice. An almost Sebastian hey, voice that hey, kind hey. of gives you the spiel as you drive along. So, yeah, that's really, really neat. For some reason, when you said I had my own transportation, I was picturing that you were on a jet ski. I don't know why. I immediately I would love that jet as well. Ski. <laughs> yeah, that would have been <laughs> awfully cool. Yeah. Joel, re- Joel, remind us how many kids you have.
4: I have three.
0: So, talk about the beautiful terror of trying to make sure your entire family and uh stroller and everything makes it onto the tram with an open row and all of that.
4: I honestly don't think I've been on the tram with my family as it
0: mm, is. Okay.
4: Um When we've gone of lay, I mean, I did growing up. I remember the tram very well and, and it is kind of a nostalgic part of, of going to Disney Disneyland and, when I watch it, you know, zoom around and I think I'm not writing that because I'm not parked over there when it used to run the parking lots. Um, but at the same time, when I yeah see that line that was, you know, 85 people deep, um, in 16 different lines and you're like, no, this, I'm glad that our hotel is within walking distance. So, um, and even last time we went, we weren't staying at a hotel, but I actually parked at a hotel that was across the street where I found uh, cheaper pricing than Disneyland. Um, so, Nice. So it's been a long time since I've been on the tram and tried to find it. I mean, it's similar to other places as we'll talk about, you know, with the stroller and everything getting into
0: the tram
4: or the monorail or any of those kind of things, but, but not the tram.
0: I, I, uh, I love the tram. I consider like you guys, it part of the magic. Um, I love it in the morning and I, especially, I have this strange, absolute love of overcast orange County morning. When it's really overcast, and I mean just almost dark, and you got the sweatshirt on and you're waiting to get on that tram, that tram ride is exciting. I agree with you wholeheartedly, Shelly, that it is the the buses in between, even though they do have some music and stuff, it's not even a comparison. However, unfortunately, may it rest in peace because it just ended, the Magical Express was I think that when you used to land in Orlando and you would get, you know, you'd, you'd show up and suddenly there were Disney people and there was Disney carpet and you'd get in line and then you'd get on the Magical Express and they'd have a video playing, showing you the latest things in the parks as they're driving you to the resorts. I think that was pretty amazing also, but in between you're right, there is Disney. Disney. Now, you know, one thing that we're going to be talking about from Disneyland past is the Skyway. Disney World has certainly one-upped that mm-hmm. with, uh, you know, their their new service, which we did last time when we were there a year ago, is just unbelievable.
3: Yeah, it's awesome. I'm hoping they hook that up to some more of the resorts, but it's really cool.
0: Yeah, the Skyliners are are phenomenal, but I I love the tram. But I got to say, we we almost even when we park, we pretty much never take the tram back at the end of the night. We we always just walk through. So there are, uh, there are a lot of people complaining about it, Though I see it on a lot of the Disney Facebook groups uh, that are complaining, bring back the tram. And there's a part of me that just goes, Oh, for crying out loud, I'm so out of shape. And I walk, you can, you know, come on, but people have different, you know, disabilities or pain. But then also I was by myself when I was there uh, a couple of weeks ago, walking back. And I did see a dad with a, Passed out, probably six-year-old slumped over his shoulders. That's a mighty long walk. <laughs> I mean, that's Navy Seal type stuff. So, my heart does kind of go out to them. But uh, apparently, they're going to have it up and running soon. So, any other thoughts on on the tram in or out? I I'll just give one tip: when if you are riding at the end of the night, really look at the lines for the tram. Because everybody kind of tends to go to the first few lines up to the middle. Mm-hmm. There are quite a few lines. There are shorter ones if you really take the time, and uh, and look for it, you can find them. So, well, I think that we have talked enough about the tram. Let's get ourselves actually into uh, into the park. So, uh, when you get into Main Street, uh, there's the horse-drawn streetcar, which is what uh, Rob. Mentioned earlier, Joel, have you had the opportunity to ride the horse-drawn car?
4: I have not done any of those, that or the other uh, vehicles there that go down Main Street. Occasionally, it seems interesting, but then doesn't seem like it has quite the same thrill as a Space Mountain, and so I kind of. <laughs> hope it that. doesn't. You hope yeah, it absolutely. The,
0: the horse doesn't get scared and and uh, bolt off. So none of the Main Street vehicles.
4: No, no, I. As I get older and and grumpier, I think I need to try some of those, but uh, but I have not as yet.
0: I have to say it's it's a good, very old, very young thing. You know, it's fantastic for little kids. Then you get into your teen, 20s, 30s, you really don't need it. As you start cresting more into your 50s, 60s, 70s, back to our generational episode, you know, I think once again, it it starts to become pretty cool. Uh, Shelly, have you ridden the horse-drawn cart?
3: I have not done the horse-drawn. I've done the like the double-decker trolley. Yeah. Um, but to your point, I I only have done it once, and it was when I took uh, a friend's kids. So I, I had like her two young kids for the day, and it was kind of that look around for things to do that could yeah. you know that look exciting. And I thought, hey, I've never done that. Let's go for it. And it, you know what? I got to give credit to the, the people who drive those. I mean, they are, they're knowledgeable, they're Disney gurus, they're, you yeah. know, they're cast members. Extraordinaire. I do remember thinking, Ooh, I, I would love to do this job maybe <laughs> <laughs> on the, on the trolley, but um, yeah, I've done that one once. Never, never the horse drawn.
0: Okay. Nick, how about you with the horse drawn car? So I
2: haven't either, but if I could comment on, I, I even though I I don't find it to be a tempting bit of transportation for me, after going to Hong Kong and not seeing the horse crap on Main Street <laughs> or even even the the tracks because they don't have those. There's just a brick walkway. As much attention as they gave to making Main Street in Hong Kong look like Main Street in Anaheim, it's incredible how not having those tracks or not hearing the clip clop of the of the horse going down Main Street
3: get out of the way. Yeah,
2: (laughs) totally. But see, not having that made me go, "Wow, this isn't Main Street, USA." it It's again, as much details they put into so many of the things it brought to mind how those little details fill out the experience and so not having the horse drawn carriage, not having those elements didn't resonate with me and my Anaheim experience. So whether I ride it or not, I hope it doesn't go anywhere because mm. it has a place in setting the feel and the mood and the 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 whole ambiance of Main Street.
0: What was it when you had gotten halfway down main street and realized you hadn't sprained your ankle that you (laughs) realized that you were not in Anaheim? Well, that in, it was under
2: about three inches of rainwater. Oh yeah. um, Okay. And it it, it just opened. So yeah. uh, Well, yeah. And, and I've actually done that. (laughs) I've tripped on those. I think everybody has. I think everybody has at one point
0: rolled an ankle on those things. Yeah, I think you have to. Well, I'm going to speak to the horse-drawn car because I'm the only one in the collective tonight who has actually ridden it. Uh, I have, we own two horses. We have two horses here at our house, not in the house, but at the house. That's good. A little little bit of, (laughs) thank heavens, they're not in the house. Um, And oddly enough, they are each one horsepower. Uh, I had them tested. So, Uh, but sorry, I love making that joke, Uh, but uh, they are. um, So I have kids who just love horses. Uh, A a couple of them in particular, one son and one daughter who just crazy about horses. So it was a big deal to, to go down the uh, main street in the horse-drawn car. And I have to say, it's a pretty darn cool experience. One of the things though, that, Blows me away, especially having seen our horses go through some training. And I had a daughter who competed, you know, in, in, uh, different horse events, riding, just seeing the horses is amazing when you're watching them carve their way through, they're on a track, so they can't go side to side or anything, but knowing that they are walking through just thousands of people. And that they're able to pace themselves that way. There are no big abrupt stops. They are, uh, it's just amazing. And then the, I don't know if driver is the right word, but whatever the the guy, driver, I guess, uh, you know, just his telling people to get out of the way. It's just amazing. It's not more of an issue. But I have to say it does add to that, uh, you know, early American feel when you're riding down in a, in a, in a car with the horse pulling you and people are looking at you, if you feel like you're in a parade really, but it was a neat experience. It's not one that I feel like I would need to do several times, but I think we, we did it two, maybe three times. One of the times I remember specifically because it's actually kind of hard to, I mean, that's actually a pretty popular one. And you guys know me in lines. I, <laughs> there are people waiting. Yeah. We're not doing that. start walking kids. Let's go. But, uh But one time the guy was just sitting there and people were walking by him. And I, I looked up and said, Hey, are you, are you taking people? He goes, yeah, hop in. Okay. So we hopped in and it was just my family riding down main street. That was the time. It really felt like we were in a parade, you know, we're waving to people and it was pretty cool. So I definitely recommend it, you know, and it's a cool way to get up to the end of you know, main street. And by the way, we should clarify because we might not cover what you consider your favorite part of transportation for the listeners. It's anything that takes you from point A to point B. So Autopia, while they are cars, they start and end at the same place, (laughs) the submarines, like I, I, you know, we're only doing things that can take you from one part of the park and leave you at another part of the park. So this will take you from uh, right by the the flagpole, and uh, will take you all the way up to the partner statue. So it's a cool experience. I definitely recommend it. All right, let's move on to its sister, which is the omnibus. And Shelly, you mentioned you did ride the omnibus because you had little. That is the
3: one when I'm thinking back because I remember being up high. So I think that's the
0: one I've done. Yeah. What did you think of that experience?
3: Yeah, just like I said, I mean, fun, but I think mostly realizing um, the cast members knowledge and just fun of making it an experience. And I think, you know, these ones, these pieces of transportation on Main Street are really for the nostalgia and the magic of it all. And to make it look like Main Street. I mean, it does take you from point A to point B, but point A and point B aren't that far apart. So, you know, there there there's other more, you know, the train or the monorail or things like that, that are more actual, get you from one place to another. So you'd have to have the desire to, to have the experience. And I, and I think that's what it's about. Like you were saying with the carriage and, and it felt the same with the bus, just like, oh, I'm up high. I'm looking out. I can see people, um, and hear some fun facts about main street. And so it's a, it's a whole, it's a whole experience. It was fun.
0: It's awesome. Uh, Nick, have you ridden the omnibus? So my omnibus
2: memory is, or at least my strongest one happened at a party after dark Mm -hmm. that was being held for people that had a 24 hour fitness membership. And so so, random, I know. So random, right? So but why this was this stood out to me was because I don't know if you've ever done like the grad nights or anything that, that are kind of middle of the night kind of things. But this part of the park is not exactly teenager friendly, right? It's, it it kind of misses that age group a little bit, unless you throw a very loud sound system and a DJ on the top floor hey. and let people kind of dance and have a little bit of like a mini club experience as they're going down main street and kind of around the castle and everything. So they had this DJ up there and I, I don't know what, if this dates things too much, but they were playing Barbie girl by uh, Aqua. <laughs> at the time that Love was like it. the big jam of the night. Um, but uh, yeah, that, that was my strongest most vivid memory of the omnibus and how they really transformed it for, for a midnight
0: party kind of thing. That is super fun. Love it. Joel. How about you? Any memories of the omnibus? Uh, Not
4: specifically outside of what has been mentioned is it, it does feel like it sets the stage it's dressing um, in a good way uh, for that main street to kind of give you that feel, all those vehicles and, and also having twisted an ankle or two to start the day uh, there would be something, you know, if you didn't have to keep guiding kids or more importantly, trying to wrench a stroller wheel out of there um, every few steps, it's a, it's its own (laughs) adventure in itself.
0: Yeah. Yeah, no doubt. Has
2: anybody found out if they do like a Mardi Gras thing off the top of the bus
0: during that time of year? Do you know, like throw beads, throwing out beads? Yeah, Uh, you know that
3: I know of. That
0: would be a double-edged sword there, because uh, especially now that they're serving drinks at Disneyland, you know, throwing beads can take on an ugly turn. So, I'm I'm guessing to the best that I know that they don't. I don't know. I don't think they Sounds do. fun. Sounds it does sound fun. Um but uh I rode the omnibus for the first time like 4 or 5 years ago. Was the first time I ever rode it. I just my kids never got excited about it. I was never that excited about it. And I I went for a while I was on this kick where I was down in Southern California for work a lot and I'd go by myself and i just try to find things I hadn't done. And one day there, 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 was the omnibus. So I wrote on the top level. And one of the things I appreciated about it is it's not often you get to see Disneyland from a different perspective. You know, you walk down main street, you always see it from, I always see it from six foot two man, as I'm walking down the middle of main street, that's just how I see main street. So to be up there was cool. And what I started noticing more Was the upper level, all the windows with the names of, you know, Disney legends who have been retired and, you know, Imagineers and whatnot. And there was something so cool about that. And to be able to appreciate the architecture up above, there's so much that catches your eye at eye level to be able to lift the vision. It's actually changed my perception of main street. Now, when I walk down main street. I look up a lot more because I notice there's so much more to see up above. So, I highly recommend the omnibus. It's it's pretty cool, and these are some of the nice little underrated things that you can do, uh, especially if the park is busy. You know, or you just want a break. They're uh, they're pretty nice, nice ways to get around. Any, and and any... You
2: just throw some some headphones on and play Barbie Girl, and take you. Know, <laughs> <laughs> right to what I experienced. It'll be great. Just dance. Nobody will know, but you will.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Well, no one will know except for that. I, I can't listen without singing along. So I'll be sitting on the bus going, I'm a Barbie girl in my Barbie world. Yeah. I have a good voice. Might too. might kick you out. So. Copyright. Yeah, I think it's you. pretty cool. I like that song. So yeah. Any other thoughts on the Omnibus? All right. Well, let's move on. I want to save sort of the two grand attractions, uh, but uh, let's go across to California Adventure to something that I'm not sure is ever coming back, which is the Red Car Trolley. The Red Car Trolley, uh, for those who may not know, it had a route that it would ride and it it would come out sort of right by, at the time, Tower of Terror. And it would come out of a uh, a gate right there. A lot of times they would have people on it, which were dressed like I think they were supposed to be from Newsies, basically. Mm-hmm. And yeah, perf-
3: cast performers and mm-hmm. yeah.
0: So they were like like the movie Newsies. They were newsboys and girls, and they'd come out and they'd do a big musical number from a Newsies era, some type of cool song, and it was really neat. And then other times they would just stop and pick you up and you could ride it and ride around the park. Um, I, I I'll tell you, I used to ride that all the time. I don't know why I often caught it just while it was there. And I, you know, I'd take the ride from one end to the other. Now they put it away and it, I want to say, I mean, it was, it was put away well before the pandemic started. So, I mean, it has been gone for a long time. Interestingly, they don't, they have not taken it off of the website or anything. But now, with, you know, uh, Avengers Campus right there, you know, it would kind of be coming out, I think, in between Avengers Mm -hmm. Campus and the uh, Guardians of the Galaxy mission breakout kind of weird to have the trolley all this, you know, there's Captain America, there are the guardians and there there's the newsies doing their, their song and dance, but I, I hope they find a way to bring it back. Shelly, what, uh, what memories do you have of the, uh, the red car trolley?
3: I believe I've only ridden it once and really in the beginning, probably like the first or second time I ever went to DCA. So I don't have a vivid memory of, The experience per se, other than oh, cool. Let's ride on this. I remember when I did it was when they still had the opening of DCA being the the Golden Gate Bridge going over the that Buena Vista area. Now, um so I rode on it once, just kind of to say I did and to remind myself of San Francisco and all of that. But I, I mean, I mostly have experienced it with, like you said, the performers just adding that ambiance and coolness. And you're right, it. DCA is continuously changing, let's be honest. Yeah. so and it's evolving and and I think sometimes there's you know Imagineers and all of them are still kind of figuring out what in the world they're doing with with all of it. but I can foresee a lot of that Avengers campus kind of wrapping around um, So in that spot back there behind the Hollywood area. So yeah, I don't know if that has to do with why it hasn't made its appearance in a bit. I did see the performers there still recently, but yeah. they just kind of come out from backstage and, and do their thing. Um, I think it would be cool if the trolley still brought them out, but I think it's a fun, fun thing, but yeah, who yeah. knows, who knows the plans Avengers may take over.
0: I, I miss that entrance that you were just talking about. You know, I, I, I loved that entrance, and I actually loved the original concept. I know parts of it, and and I suddenly just realized that of the four of us here right now, while none of us live in California, we're all from California. All four of us grew up in California, Mm -hmm. so we've got uh, three Southern Californians. I'm the lone uh, Bay Area kid. though I was born in Orange County, but yeah, and that's why I loved it. I loved that California feel that... Yeah, soaring over California and mm-hmm. and all the things they had then. So very cool. All right, Joel, how about you with the red car trolley?
4: I actually, until you just mentioned it, didn't realize it was something people can ride. Uh, I'd seen it with the performers. Uh, I'd see it and in just instantly in the head is the suitcase and a dream, suitcase <laughs> and a dream. Um, <laughs> but
0: uh, we should mention Joel's a theater guy. We should mention that.
4: Uh, yeah, they, they wouldn't hire me there for some reason, uh, that's <laughs> legally can't get into that, but, uh, it's, uh, yeah. I mean, so it would be fun to ride. I could see, but I, I really thought it was a just thing to take the newsies around.
0: Yeah, it's it. No, you can definitely ride it, but it's fun to watch the newsies for sure. Nick, how about you?
2: Well, my California, uh, adventure adventure experiences one trip last year. That's right. So yeah, I, I did not see it. But I, I would like to comment on the fact that there's only one or two spots in all of California Adventure that I feel like I could even see transportation making its way through the streets. Just because it feels a little more crowded, if that's the right word, or just like it wasn't designed with that in mind. So wow. I'm I'm trying to envision what you're talking about, and I know where you're talking about. Yeah. But I, I'm really having a hard time picturing. Uh, how transportation would work at California Adventure that way. Not yeah. that they couldn't use it. I'm just, I, it's, it'll take some creative energy to figure that out.
0: So we, we, by the way, at any point, we can throw out if there's something you think should be added. The one thing I think they could add, um, when you go to Epcot, there's a, a boat that you can take across. And, you know, you've got all the water in California Adventure. I I think they could put a boat in there to take you from somewhere to somewhere, you know, over to the, over to the Pixar Pal around, you know, maybe from in front of, it'd be a really short boat ride, but, you know, maybe, maybe some type of slow moving boat that could take you from Little Mermaid across to Pixar Pier. It know.
3: would be as long as some schmuck doesn't reach down and mess with, like, the world of color lights or something. <laughs> that, the <part> <laughs> that's the that. thing that I'm envisioning. I don't know that they could get the water level high enough to not be able to <sighs> mess with something.
0: That's true. To, you just they got a little rub out power. there
4: and you get a couple of eels to follow behind you.
2: It's all good. <laughs> See, it I'm wondering if they team. could if they couldn't use the um, high point in California adventure at the top of the uh, in air quotes, popular grizzly river run uh, kind of hill there and use that as some type of skyway point mm-hmm. um, where they could yeah. do their own kind of buckets um, because it does feel a little bit like there's an opportunity there to, to take advantage of the height and, perhaps the uh, lack of popularity of that ride you
0: know it's funny social popularity a few weeks ago it it got really hot um hot especially for this time of year and uh, the line was up to 60 minutes grizzly river run just like splash mountain the line totally dependent on the weather but Mm -hmm. yeah i wouldn't mind if they did something else with that space i really thought uh, nick you're Oh, I lost your audio there, Joel. Joel, you're muted somehow. Ah, you
4: sorry. But I was just saying I was right behind you. Nick, because I thought you were gonna say put a zip line up there. Um from that. <laughs> Which would be cool life.
3: from from where the that the bears ropes course yeah. is or something. I was imagining that too. That <laughs> was
4: you said I was like, yeah, he's going for a zip line. Oh well yeah, the Sky Tram is fun too. But uh zip line.
2: You know, you did... zip line from the Grand Californian right into the right into the park right there, just mm-hmm. s- straight over.
0: What if you did a zip line with the uh, virtual reality glasses showing like uh, Iron Man, and you're zip lining? That would be that'd be pretty amazing, like Iron Man flying through the air. That could be something.
2: Hey, I'd be open. I'd give it a shot. And there, uh, those, those virtual reality, reality rides are. Virtual reality rides are a different beast. I, I, I'd be very interested to see how Disney approaches using that.
0: Well, if they need ideas, they could go ride the 90% of the attractions at Universal that are virtual reality. I I, I went to Universal once about four. Well, I've been there several times, but I went about three or four years ago. And I swear, my son and I, about halfway through the day, we looked around. We were like, is there anything that's not virtual reality here? It's like pretty much every attraction. So yeah.
3: That's a A good tip. I don't think I can go there. Those make me sick.
0: Well, it's not it's not that it's all glasses, it's a lot of screens like star tours. Yep.
3: Um, Yep.
0: Yeah, it's it's a lot of that though. Like I swear it felt like every other attraction was some type of VR. So which is great for a small space like Hollywood. But you know, you kind of want kind of want the full experience. So all right, let's move on transportation-wise to the sort of the the the, the two grand attractions, and then we're going to get old school and, and look back at something that I think that we all miss. But uh, why don't we go from here over to the monorail? And I don't know about you all. Is it hard for you to say monorail without saying monorail, monorail, monorail? And now that Disney owns the Simpsons, you know. It's a get Disney. It coming thing,
4: back. Ring <laughs> fell off my pudding can. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I almost wish they would incorporate something now that they, I guess they don't have the theme park rights to The Simpsons though, because there's a Universal. Simpsons ride at Universal. Yeah. But in any case, uh, the monorail, I will just say I love the monorail. Nick, how about you? I love it.
2: And one of my best memories of it, again, because me in the 90s, uh, we we stayed at the Disneyland Hotel, and that's how we got to and from the park. And that was the special people's tram, right? That was all the nice, expensive people that, that stayed at the hotel, got en- early entrance. You just got treated. You, you really felt like you were VIP, getting to take the monorail from the hotel into the park. And that's pretty great.
0: That is awesome. And we just had skipper Rob check back in. I love this. This is like, this is like the new year's new year's day parade. We keep checking in. Oh my gosh. And there is Rob's better half, even better. That's fantastic. They're walking through Adventureland right now.
1: Yeah. You can tell.
0: Yeah. You can tell. That's awesome. Great to see you guys. You both look so wonderful.
1: So Even we now. ended our dates perfectly. We um, got to go on Haunted Mansion, and then we ran from Haunted Mansion and went on Indiana Jones. And we were the only people in the car. That's never happened before.
0: Never, you had woo-hoo! your own Indy car.
1: Yes, it was amazing. They still I mean, make that. you sit in back. Yeah, they did. That was that was the sad thing. They 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 were too young to drive, so.
3: We sat in the back, but we made out throughout the entire ride. It was amazing. So okay. uh, <laughs> That would be kidding, no. very talented on that ride.
0: <laughs> we lost our teeth. <laughs> of all the rides you ought to make out on. Right. <laughs> wow. Indiana Jones. That's uh, yes, awesome. You
1: can see, how, uh, the, uh, people can't see the video, but uh, there's a Matterhorn right behind us. and We're about to go down Main Street and you can hear the sounds of Main Street. Here we go. I don't know. Can you hear
0: the music at all? No. Oh, yeah, a little bit. Oh man, look at the Main Street. Look at the lights. So beautiful. Rob, I was just there like three weeks ago, and I still want to be there.
1: Mm -hmm. When does the horse-drawn
0: carriage end? I don't. I I can't remember when it stops running.
1: Well, when it stops, it's usually. I think it's around two o'clock. I remember asking.
0: Yeah, it's not really late.
1: Yeah. It's like two o'clock in the afternoon. So, Um, and if you sit on the front row, you can see the beautiful braids of the horse's tail. It's one of the, it's a very subtle thing, but if you ever go on the horse carriage, look at the braided tail. Anyway, we're going to go get something downtown. just wanted to say hello again.
0: You guys enjoy. You look wonderful. Great to see you guys both. And uh, enjoy the rest of your trip at Disneyland. I love these live check-ins. Thanks, Rob. Ah, so cool. All right. So back to the monorail. So, Nick, you felt pretty hoity-toity riding the monorail. It felt pretty uh, exclusive going from the Disneyland Hotel. And, of course, that was kind of the old routing. Yeah. 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 Yeah, it used to be a Disneyland transportation thing. It's it's pretty cool. Now when you go on it, Nick, what do you like what do you feel, what do you notice? Give us your take about uh, the monorail now.
2: Gosh, you know, it's been about it's been about 8 years since I was on it last. Wow. Time flies. Um I it doesn't have the same magic to me, but I think part of that is because it isn't so new. If that makes sense, it's still great and it's still wonderful, but it uh, again for me there was nothing like it at that time in my life because of what it represented. Yeah, um, the That's monorail great. now is is a way to get around and it's very comfortable and and it's efficient. It's just, yeah. I wasn't staying at the hotel, so I didn't feel so spiffy. I guess I don't know.
0: <laughs> Shelley, how about you? Tell us your thoughts on the monorail.
3: Um, I love the monorail. I, I have always kind of viewed it as a ride really. I mean, for me, I I guess it's something that I've liked to, it's kind of that like midday. you sort of feel like you might want to take a nap, but you're not going to take a nap. I mean, you're just going to keep going strong, but you might need a rest or some air conditioning or to sit down and look out the window. I don't know. It's always been kind of that for me. Um, so I like to just take it all the way around but it is cool in the form of actual transportation too i remember a few times of enjoying being able to um get on at the downtown disney area and Mm -hmm. you can even get on with your we could get on with your ticket there and then take it from that downtown disney area in yeah
0: um and so they have that back open again well actually i think someone pointed out on our chat group that it's closed right now. But uh we we just wrote it when were my son and I there, two weeks ago. We wrote it when we were there just just a couple of weekends ago. So it's yeah, I mean I like open. it for that
3: efficient reason, but most mostly I I just I like the the nostalgia of it and the fun and the fact that we're still supposed to kind of like Nick says, it's you know, it's not the newness anymore. It, we're kind of supposed to still feel like we're doing something like spacey and cool <laughs> but it's it's lost a little bit of of that but i still think it's it's a cool concept and it's just i don't know it's fun to me i only think of monorail in reference to disney i know that there's different countries and things that use something some things that might be kind of similar but to me it's just a disney land thing
0: absolutely could not agree more uh
2: joel to me it's, it's i was gonna say real quick too to me it's to one of those Sounds of yeah. Disneyland mm-hmm. when you when you hear it pass mm-hmm. that if it's not there you miss it.
3: Absolutely, it'd be weird.
0: And Joel, before we jump into your thoughts, uh, I referenced it earlier, so I should explain uh, a game that some people love and some people truly detest. That we play in our chat group uh, is when we go to Disneyland. We'll take a close up of something. Uh, we'll take a, a photo of something and text it out to the group and the group has to try to decide what it is. Um, and I did quite a few, a couple weeks ago when I was there. And one of them was the accordion, whatever you want to call that in between the cars of the monorail. That was one of them.
3: And it looked like a piece of art to me, which is why I'm terrible at the game. <laughs> and whenever you send them, I'm like, I, too zoomed in. I got the stairs that one time of big, you didn't
0: get the stairs. You got the, big all the others. Stairs. I'm like,
3: I don't know. I don't know.
0: Nick, it's hard. You, you, was it you who went on a run or was it Bryce? I think it was you, Nick, who, who like, got I had a couple. in a in row. Yeah. 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 So it's, it's a hard I love game. The game.
2: Even though I suck at it
0: sometimes. I love the game. But I'm terrible. Yeah, I think the game is so fun. All right, Joel, tell us about uh, your, your take on the monorail.
4: I'm a fan of the monorail. I have some special memories. We, uh, we stayed at um, Paradise Pier a couple times, which I know gets poo-pooed by people who like the other Disneyland hotels. I loved it. Mm. Um, and it was the only Disney hotel I've ever stayed in. It could be why. Um, so it still has the magic. But from there, we did. I didn't even realize that downtown Disney really had a monorail station. Um, and it also felt semi rock starry, maybe not to Nick's uh, level right in the hotel, but but that we were right there in, you know, we're getting in there, we're getting in there early. We had a Disneyland hotel. We, you know, we're standing there waiting to get monorailed into the park for opening and it just felt kind of magical to me. I did uh, when I was talking to my kids about this subject, uh, talking about the monorail and, and probably the next thing we're talking about, I said, are both of these transportation, or is one more a ride and one more transportation? Like, how would they see it? Um, and uh, and so it's just an interesting thought to me. Is like, what is yeah? As uh, to Shelley's point, like, monorail sometimes does feel like it's just kind of a ride. You take the loop and you come back. Um, as uh, but then so does the train. You know, <laughs> I'm not usually going. I need to get to the, you know, another third of the way around the park. Yeah, here's what I'm gonna do. <laughs>
0: I'm going to wait 20 minutes to go for a 10 minute walk. Yes. Yeah. I, I, I'm with you. I love the monorail. It feels like a ride to me. Um, This last time that we were at the parks two weeks ago, my, my son Keaton and I, uh, he there's where rainforest cafe was, is now a star Wars shop and it's just star Wars stuff. And it is cool. They have a lot of really neat stuff in there. And so he wanted to see it, so we left the park uh, one afternoon and walked down Main Street. We walked all the way down to that shop, looked around, and of course, Rainforest Cafe. It's you know right next to the monorail station. So we walked up, walked up the steps, and and got on the monorail. Uh, one thing they unfortunately no longer allow you used to be able to if you asked, you could sit in the front car, and I have some photos and video from that. And that was cool. Unfortunately, because they really do have a driver up there. Uh, A lot of people don't know that it's, there's an actual conductor. um, And somehow some people were bugging the conductor and it became a safety thing where they said no more passengers, but it used to be cool. If you sat in the front nose part, you could look forward. It's kind of like having the front car on, uh, on the Matterhorn, you know, you just see the, the track in front of you. And it was a pretty cool experience, but I love it. I feel like it's like a ride. One of the things I love is you get little glimpses of behind the scenes, you know, you see some show buildings and then this might just sound really weird, but you know, you drive by and you can see Harbor when you're riding it, you're, you're up enough that on the right-hand side is Disneyland. And on the left-hand side is Harbor Boulevard. And I'm always like, I have this weird moment of gratitude that I know that when Walt built the park, it wasn't like it is now, but the fact that it's turned out to be this beautiful oasis right in the middle of Southern California, you know, with so much going on all around it and to have this beautiful place and to look to one side and there's life going on and to look to the other side. And here we've left behind, you know, yesterday, tomorrow, and, and enter the world of fantasy. I mean, it's it's so completely just awesome to me. So also big fan of the monorail. And this brings us to the final of The Current, and then we'll do one past. Uh, but the final of The Current, to me, really one of my favorite attractions in all of Disneyland, and that is the Railroad and the Grand Circle Tour. So uh, why don't we go to uh, Shelly on this one? Tell us your thoughts on the railroad.
3: The railroad is super nostalgic. I think the first thing that comes to my mind is really just its location, its spot right there when you come into the park. I kind of can't imagine Disneyland without it. Well, the train welcoming me, Um, you know, the toot and the steam and the sounds of it running. Um, And I have ridden it several times. Actually, sometimes to get back to the front of the park. I mean, when, when we had some time and didn't really have to hurry, but still made that be kind of our way out of the park, but most of the time also similar to the monorail riding it more like a ride. Um, but I do often get off not all the way back around where I got on, so it takes a little longer than the monorail. So there's that, and there's more sights and sounds and things to see along the way. And I mean, you have to bring up some of the. I'm, I'm sure some of you will. I won't touch on all, but some of the cute and cute and corny little things that you that you see as you go along the train route. Um, some of the indoor, you know, things. Dinosaurs. You, you might see all kinds of things, um, and and that's just hokey and fun. But really, it's that centerpiece and knowing how much trains meant to Walt Disney and how that was something that was such a important factor. Um, it's just iconic, and I it does it does remind me of being young and and my dad as well. He's was a huge. Disneyland fan as well. And um he loved the train and loved to tell me all about how it's a real one and it's a real steam engine and there's a real conductor, you know. All so I have all that kind of running through my my brain. Um, and it's something that brings nostalgia, but it's awesome. It wouldn't be Disneyland without it for sure.
0: Wow. Yeah, I mean like literally, I could just say ditto, every every part of that. Totally agree, Joel.
4: Yeah, I mean, like you said, I mean, you hit it on the head. It's just, it's just a place to go around and to see. You know, it's Grand Canyon. Oh yeah, you know, I remember yeah. as a kid going, <laughs> oh, "Who cares? Um, why are we on this train?" But, but then I started going, "This is fun." Um, in some certain areas, now I find, and maybe it's just the times of day that I'm there, or maybe it's true, is the worst place to try and get on the train over by New Orleans Square. Cause I swear I've been in line where there's two people in front of me and I'm still waiting 45 minutes to get on that train
0: because
4: <laughs> nobody is getting off.
0: It I is. think it's time of day. Yeah. New Orleans square is where I think people get off the least. Cause I think people get on the most at main street. Yeah. And so, you know, you're going to have fewer people who are going to get off there. My least favorite place to wait for every reason, for whatever reason is Toontown. Yes. The Toontown station. My gosh. Everything goes into slow motion when I'm waiting for mm-hmm. the train at Toontown Station and have to look at the uh, Fantasy Fair Theater and think of all the different things it could be instead of what it is.
3: The sneaky one is the Tomorrowland stop.
0: Yeah. Because it's kind of tucked
3: back away and the, that one's not usually as crowded.
0: Yes, absolutely. Uh, Joel, do you have a favorite section of the train?
4: I mean, from the Tomorrowland to, to Main Street, again, just because it's just silly. <laughs> it's I, I don't know if they have, they upgraded them at some point, but it's just like,
0: Oh, they you know, have. Like, yeah.
4: This is a second grade diorama that you put in here. Yes.
0: <laughs>
4: and, and, oh. and it's, after you've had so many amazing things happen around here, like this is, do they just go, I don't know. What do we have left? I don't know. I got this uh, dinosaur we didn't use. Stick it in there. We'll, we'll give some important sounding narration so you feel like it matters but it, it's so it's just kind of it's kind
3: of fun
0: that is actually really funny and Shelly I didn't ask you uh what uh what's your favorite section is that it also
3: no I I mean the, <laughs> dioramas that's exactly what's happening
0: um they call it favorite. the diorama they actually call it <laughs> know, but the diorama
3: maybe the added second grade made it extra funny but no I like from the stretch from New Orleans Square actually kind of over to Toontown where you're sort of in the you feel like you're in the jungle a little bit and it's a little more of the outdoorsy um nature looking part yeah of the train and there's I think you can see some they have some things out there too maybe some huts and some Indians or something I don't know is that did I make that up I think so no
0: I think, <laughs> I think, you're, I, no, I think you're I think you're absolutely right And, and right there, you can look down right by the rivers of America. You can actually Mm -hmm. look down and, and see some of the sights there. So for sure, Nick, how about you?
2: My favorite part of the train is when you actually, I hear this both coming into main street, like right as you're coming into the park. And when you're waiting in line at the haunted mansion, it's the. All point, you know, the, the voice mm-hmm. that's just that one mm-hmm. note he just holds on, all points Disneyland, blah blah blah. That voice that he just says, and then he just drops out for the smallest second, and of what? Yeah, <laughs> I, I, I that memory sound again. Mm-hmm. I, I know it keeps coming back to me, but when you're walking up to the entrance and you hear that kind of echoing from the platform up above that welcomes me to Disneyland. And that's in Hong Kong. It's in, it's translated in Hong Kong, but there's still that same experience and it welcomes you to Disneyland in a really fun way. And I think part of it is that connection to Walt that was mentioned before that you kind of feel like, Hey, I'm, I'm seeing this place through Walt's eyes a little bit, but um, the other side of it for me was as a kid, it was one of the rides that made you feel big because it wasn't full size, so you you felt bigger mm. and so I thought of that for, but you're right for me now of course it's it's all about nostalgia, and I have to say though it it's one of my bigger frustrations of the park over the last fifteen years is it's been the thing that's been closed for refurbishment every time i've gone Now, granted that's that's my bad timing but it's been closed so often that i haven't really had the chance to experience all the new upgrades from the diorama and all of the different uh there are some i guess things that you expect sure and and i i don't even know what kind of thing to expect as it relates to even galaxy's edge i don't even know how those two things touch because i haven't been there during that time so i'm looking very much forward to to getting back on it and trying it again
0: it's pretty neat the way they do it so that it doesn't completely throw you off there's there's you can just see the spires from black spire tower and you can just see the spires coming up which is super cool Uh, a little bit of trivia you might All know this or maybe somebody knows this when you are stopped at the station at uh new orleans square you hear a what's it called the tick 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 what's that called oh the yeah the telegraph the 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 telegraph yeah the morse code the telegraph Mm -hmm. do you guys know what they are actually saying there i used to know yeah it's something real it's not just random It's actually Walt Disney's opening speech. That's what they Mm, are playing. So what they're playing on the the telegraph there is is Walt Disney's, uh, to all who come to this happy place, welcome." welcome. Yeah. So that's his speech that's there. I love at night leaving Main Street and going to that station because it gets really dark there for a minute. And there's just something cool about trying to catch light and trying to see different things i'm going to be the staunch defender of the diorama that i have never gotten tired of it i think it's awesome it reminds me of my grandfather a lot partly because he uh, was born in safford arizona and you got the grand canyon there uh but there's just still to me a lot of it is that music that oh oh, oh," (laughs) that really oh it's so just dramatic and over the top and intense. I'll tell you my biggest pet peeve is when someone feels like in that tunnel, they have to look at their phone. It's like nails on a chalkboard to me where it's so dark. And then all of a sudden, you know, this you see the face and the reflection of the the person who has to check Snapchat instead of looking at this majestic Grand Canyon or the Stegosaurus fighting the T Rex or whatever. I love the dioramas. I love the train. I love seeing Autopia. I love when I'm already on it in Toontown Station. I just love the whole thing, and I'm, I'm a huge fan of the train. I I don't I. I don't know that we've ever gone and not ridden the train like for a full day, at least sometimes when I just go for a couple hours, it's one thing, but like, it's not just an extra thing for us. It's when are we riding the train? So Mm. love it. And I feel that that connection to Walt, like you all do. So so
2: is there going to be a a train through the world of Tron? Is that, would that be an upgrade for you?
0: Yes. Yes, it would. Yes. (laughs) And anything and everything through the world of Tron, But uh, considering that so far, Disney World hasn't even announced in their roster that it's opening in 2022, I'm pretty sure down in my collection, in my office, I have more Tron in my office than Disney World has completed at their theme park. Like, it's so bad, but I digress. Let's take it back a little ways. We're going to finish with the last uh, bonus. And by the way, again, we are deeming transportation as something that starts in one place and ends in another. So again, it can't be just an attraction that starts and ends at the same place. Uh, if we've missed anything, please chime in from the past or whatever. We'd love to hear what we missed, but the last one we have oh, be still my beating heart. Just thinking about it. The skyway, how I miss the skyway, Nick, How much do you miss the Skyway? Oh, I
2: miss the Skyway so much. And when I look back at like Yesterland or something and see some of the pictures, I forget just how many things that ride allowed you to see, including like storybook land and stuff like Mm -hmm. that from perspectives that you wouldn't get otherwise. When you get to go through the Matterhorn, how cool is that that you get to go through the middle of another ride while it's going Oh, I totally miss it, but at the same time, I go. I understand why they didn't do it anymore, like the insurance and the people dropping things and kids yeah. spitting off it, and you know, this is why we can't have nice things. And swinging, in. yeah. But but at the same time, I it was one of my favorite parts of the park was taking that from one from Tomorrowland over to Fantasyland. I loved. That trip, it didn't mean as much to me going back the other way. I don't know why, but going from Tomorrowland to Fantasyland was, was a preferential
0: trip for me. Awesome. Joel.
4: Yeah. Loved it. Uh, similar. I just, and the same kind of things, the, the Matterhorn, um, the, you know, wondering if some of the punk kids that are with me in this, you know, cart are going to cause problems. And ruin my day but, but just generally just it's just seeing that just kind of sitting up above and seeing the whole park hearing the music hearing um the teacups and you know all that kind of stuff permeating around as you as you go over
0: it oh you're back on i'm back you, on me and are.
4: i just saw that you're <laughs> off i need to improve my uh, connections here anyway so i was just saying yeah going over in the teacups and just it was it was fantastic
0: love it shelly
3: I very much remember and loved doing that. And, and I had friends that spat off of it. So, I mean, I mean, I know exactly. It's why we can't have nice things. You hit it. Right. Nick. Um, something I loved is just the colors, just the the fact that all the different buckets were the different colors and it, it brightened things up. It's amazing to think where it stopped in fantasy land um and kind of how much goes on right there now and that there's a whole you know you can walk through there now and it cuts around to now star wars galaxy's edge and it cuts around to big thunder mountain and um i don't know that it always did that i think there was a part of that that was backstage before and it kind of that was sort of a perimeter of the park right there where the i always called it the gondola too so yeah and it was called the gondola and funny I guess, story about my adulthood. It took me a really long time to understand that a gondola also was like the the boat thing, like the Venetian yeah.
1: boats. <laughs> yeah. Because
3: because again, I equate everything to Disney and my growing up there going constantly. And a gondola to me was a bucket in the sky. And so... Um, <laughs> Yeah, it was, I I had to make that realization in far too recently, probably than I should admit. But it's the same exact word. I don't really know why it is, and why those two things are are both a gondola. But um, anyway, super fun. I and I enjoyed that it went through the Matterhorn, just all all of it. But yeah, I, I thinking about it now, I almost am like, how did we get away with it for so long? With how <laughs> stupid people are and dropping things and spitting and all that kind of stuff.
0: No doubt. I don't know that I ever dropped anything or spat. However, we used to yell things at people. You yeah, know, we'd yell at someone that their hat was stupid or you know whatever. <laughs> and then hope they weren't waiting on the other end to beat us up. But uh but yeah I I loved it. It's funny Nick, I am the opposite of you. I loved getting on a fantasy land and taking it across and I think the reason I loved it was just the Fantasyland station was amazing to me because you had to walk up the hill. Mm -hmm. So you took the stairs up and it was designed like part of Pinocchio. It looked like it had been Mm -hmm. built, you know, or like from the movie Heidi. I mean, it was just this Swiss chalet that was so Mm -hmm. amazing to me. And they'd come in and, you know, you'd see the bucket come in and, it made me a little nervous, like, oh, I got to hurry and get on, you know, before the next bucket comes around. And they close you in. And as soon as you got out, as soon as you left the station, it kind of just bounced a little bit at first, yeah. you know, yeah. as you'd be climbing up. But to go through the Matterhorn and uh, to get to hear the sounds of the Matterhorn and uh, what an amazing, special thing. And I will posit here that uh, between the the, the cars of the Pixar Pal around and the cars of the Skyliner at, at Disney World, they can bring this back.
3: They could. Yeah, they could. They could close you in and make sure you can't do anything weird.
0: Yeah, they could have cameras in there. I mean, if you can be in Pixar Pal around, what's the difference, really? Um, well, but, but- here, here, let
2: me submit. I, I don't think that this is a reason to not do it. But if you enclose it, you can't hear Disneyland the same way.
0: Yeah. Um uh, yes and no, I mean, maybe they could get creative with it, but they have vents on the skyliners, you know, they have like windows type things like they do have vents uh, and, you know, they could do holes in it, but metal, I don't know. They could do something, I think, but you're right. It would be it wouldn't very be, open to it. It would not be quite, it would not be quite as magical. I mean, that's for sure, but I miss it. I loved it. I think that's one of the things. Um, And in fact, I will share a few years back, you know, it it was only pretty recently that they finally tore down the chalet on the Fantasyland side. Now, the station at uh, Tomorrowland has been gone for a very long time, but the Fantasyland one was there and they put the food carts in front of it and then they let all the growth kind of grow over it but you could still see it. And I used to always go over there and I'd stop and I'd point it out to my kids. And they just had a little sort of a gate there that was a barrier, Uh, but it was really nothing. And there was one day I was there and the food cart people were, everyone was busy. No one was paying attention. I was so darn tempted to run up the steps and just go stand in the chalet and just see it. And just check it out. And I just wanted to, I wanted to feel that again. And I wanted to be a part of it. I didn't want it badly enough to lose my annual pass and to be banned from Disneyland for life, which is, I'm pretty sure what would happen. So I did not do it. But what a wonderful thing that was. There was just something about it. So, and the steps are still there, right? The steps, I think, are taken out now. I think oh, they're completely. They? I think all semblances of it are gone now. We went the other night and Keaton and I I pointed out again we I my poor son gets the let me tell you about Disneyland in the 1970s and 80s son he gets a lot of that and so uh, I believe that they are I think the steps are gone, but I could be wrong about that so I will I will check it out. Maybe if you see a close-up of dirt uh, in our text chat. <laughs> You can, uh, you, you should guess that, oh, where the steps used to be going up to uh, the Skyway. So, well, any other final closing thoughts on transportation at Disneyland? By the way, this has been really awesome. This has been really fun.
2: I I think we may have neglected one main street vehicle of
0: the fire engine. Yeah, there is that. But the fire engine doesn't really, you can't ride on it up and down main street. You could at one point.
3: I think they pull it out sometimes.
0: Oh, okay. I've never ridden it. I, I didn't know. I haven't ridden it. it. I
3: just I've seen it out and about before. I've seen but it. I don't out know with in parades. what circumstance. Yeah,
2: There's I've a pretty it. cool article on the Disney uh, Disney Parks blog on it, and uh, apparently the same guy drove it for like 40 years. Like this is you want to talk about a guy that new disney and spoke disney apparently there's this guy just is a legend for being the guy that Mm. drove it for 40 years so
0: that's cool i'll I'll
2: share that with our text group just for funsies but yeah um, please do but yeah, it, it it's probably one of those rare experiences that not many people have. I think it would be really cool if our listeners were able to send in some type of, "Hey, I've been on that ride," or you know, even a picture of them on or not ride, yeah, <laughs> on the on the fire engine.
0: I I thought that the fire engine only came out for like parades and special events or like, hey, here's our citizen of Disneyland of the day or whatever. But I could be totally wrong. Maybe maybe it is a vehicle sometimes that you can ride on. If so, that'd be cool. If you're listening to the show and you know that, check it out. Be be sure to let us know. But then also, just because we're going to have some people say you missed one, yes, there is a shuttle bus that does go from the Toy Story parking lot over to <laughs> yes. over to the parks. And those there's,
3: bus drivers are nothing like the tram cast members. Nothing.
0: There is no magic in that bus. No, I've taken it. Not. I've had to park over at Toy Story before, and uh, I mean, you could take the muni bus. You could take just about any bus and get just as much magic. So there's uh, there's nothing magical about it. I didn't want to neglect it because technically, it is Disney transportation, but uh, oh. there's not not much to say about that. So. Well, listen, we just want to thank you all for listening in with us this week. We hope it's brought a little bit of magic to your life until you can get to the parks next time. If you enjoy the show, if you could go on, especially Apple podcasts and leave us a five star review, gosh, we really appreciate it. And who do you know in your life that is a big Disneyland fan? Share this podcast with them and help us to spread the magic. And so tonight, on behalf of Nick at Night, of C. Shelley, of Joel Skellington, I'm Sean. And thank you again so much for joining us. We'll see you next time on the Castle Collective.